Well, should we start this thing? Do sure. we, is Christian up and running? Danny Drink. No. <laughs> oh, I told him, no. We got Nomad saying Danny Drink. Hey, if Nomad says it, you got to do it. Yep. He's your daddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you respect your father. Did you get Nomad a, a gift for Father's Day? No. No. So then drink. No. Wow. You treat your dad like that? <laughs> Dick. Come on. Don't be that rude of a daughter to him. I'm going to rip all these cards open and just fold them. Are you just so happy that I'm back to encourage this bullshit? Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 143 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. I suck at speaking German. Over there, we got Danny. What's up? Who's not as good at speaking German. I suck at English. And then we got Big G, who also is Is moderately okay at speaking German. I think think you got better passes than both Danny and I on on some of our our German reading cards there. I don't know if it's just I'm... With doing Spanish in high school and college, it was kind of a can maybe pick up some of it, but eh, I eh, believe it. I, eh. I can pick up some of it. It's just I just can't speak it because my mouth doesn't work half the time. Yeah, German is like one of those where it's a lot of. It seems like it's a lot of like mouth work to be able to to enunciate <laughs> properly. They're all drunk. They don't enunciate anything. <laughs> Sorry, random thought just popped into my head. <laughs> Okay. We could really... Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> we could really suck at German, but still speak it and probably do some good work for somebody. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> We're so glad that you decided to join us. If you stuck around after that joke, thank you. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> if, if, uh, we'll cover... If you're curious of what we were talking about there with German pronunciations and cards cover in a second here but we got a couple bit a couple bits of business to go over first by starting off by saying thank you for listening thank you for jumping in clicking on this podcast episode and being like we want to listen to this much appreciated we appreciate you for doing that especially if you made it past the pre-show yes yeah we still got some viewers in the live stream that have uh made it past there hopefully now we can entertain you we can still entertain you outside of poorly speaking german so we'll we see. we just weren't drunk enough maybe do we gotta like pre-game next time then maybe but then pre-game, pre-game but, before we start speaking german yes pre-game before the pre-game Loads. but then but then the show would never actually happen it's mm. a very solid point but thank you for listening nonetheless next big thank you to our patreons who think that the content that you are listening to right now is enjoyable enough to support us monetarily. Uh, big thank you to Wade97, Chapman, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, and Chimera. Thank you to each and every single one of you. You're all our badass motherfuckers for supporting us. We greatly appreciate it. And 
because of that, you get some perks being a patron. You get an unedited version of the podcast, which is just the, the live recording uh, accessible to you all the time afterwards. You get to vote on some cards that are in our $10 tier to get drawn from that are commander cards that are valued between like $15 and $20. And you also get put in drawings for those cards at the $10 tier. At a $3 tier, we got uh, you can get entered in for monthly drawings for booster packs. Next month's booster packs are going to be Commander Legends Battle for Boulder's Gate set boosters. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, check our links below to support us on Patreon, get entered in and all that jazz. Uh, there's also feet picks in the Patreon or in the Discord Patreon tab. Damn straight there are. There are. It's been a while since we posted some feet picks. <laughs> was Nomad the last one with the clean, the yep. clean boots? Yep. Nomad was the last one to post some feet picks in there. But if you don't want to support us over on Patreon, you can also support us by picking up some of our playmats that we got. We got some pretty dope-ass playmats for sale that have our banner. You hit us up on any of the social medias and be like, yo, we want some of these playmats. And I'd be like, yo, we'll send you these playmats. They're about 20 bucks a piece, and we'll ship them anywhere. We've sent them to Germany, we sent them to Canada, and we've sent them to California and a bunch of other places. So yep. uh, no borders to these playmats. We want you all to get access to these. You can also check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs, Sports Cards and Gaming, who also have our playmats there if you don't want to hit us up on social media. If you're in the FM area, go check them out. Uh, they have our playmats out and available to pick up, also for $20. You just go to their little playmat bin there and yoink one out, and you got a playmat of ours. And Matt and I were just there the other week, and they are out and ready for you now. You don't even have to ask for them. Yes. Yeah, because before, I always initially thought it was like speakeasy status where you had to go to the counter and be like, yo, I want some of I want some of that. I want some of that stuff that's not on the menu. Yep. Yo, hook me up. Hook me up with that This Week in MTG play, Matt. All right. Speaking of J-Dub Sports Cars and Gaming, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, let's give you a breakdown how this episode is going to lay out, get laid out for y'all. It's going to be a little more free for me, I think, and stuff. Very loose, more playful, I think, would be an accurate descriptor. Of Matt. Yes. So the breakdown is going to go down like this. We're going to go over to the Boggle Desk with Big G, where we're going to have maybe Assault Report and talk about the Mox Boarding House RCQ of Pioneer that happened this last weekend. We're going to go over to the upcoming events, which we have a few in the FM area that we're just going to mention. From there, Danny's going to tell us about a beautiful blog talk And then we're going to jump into the news section where we're going to talk about Rock Love, Post Malone, Magic 30, Arena Updates, and Double Masters. After that, we're going to jump to the Conjure Currency section, and we're going to talk about them greedy magic finance prices, and the 
thoughts. Cass, we're going to have is going to kind of tie in with the conjured currency. I think we're going to talk about uh, Neon Dynasty and Streets of New Capenna. There, I got some stuff pulled up for that. I so with that, we we got we got Garrett back in the boggle desk here. Hey, what's up? Let's crack a lacking. Hopefully, Danny kept it warm for you. No, it's <laughs> seat's a little low still, but we'll manage. Okay. All right. So, salt report. Um, I think the only salty thing, and I think Wade would agree with me on this one, is uh, uh, for his wedding, for when the groomsmen and everybody had to show up, we didn't have the foresight to bring our decks <laughs> and just sit there and play because we just sat there and bullshitted for you know the first hour and a half, and then we got ready. That happens. But we just got asked to be there. So, um, that's really that's really all I got. Uh, sugar report is I. I'll have to take a picture of it and post it on our stuff, but I finally got all of mine and Danny's cards sorted, which, Yay. shit, I forgot to bring the the fat pack box with your cards in it. But He doesn't need those. They're ready that, for you whenever. That, that's your payment for oh, sorting sick. the cards. Yes. Yeah. Sick. Because remember, it was all bulk that he gave you there. So It was. So I'll have to pick through it and pick what I want and then just <laughs> sir, go get credit J-dubs for the rest. All your cards are bulk too, so let's split them. I'm splitting them with you. No, I'm splitting we're splitting. We're splitting your bulk cards. No, no, no. First That's off, all the cards right here because they're all just sitting here yeah, in bulk. Even the, even those sealed things up there. Yeah, that's just bulk. We'll talk about this at another time. <laughs> um, but uh, so I finally got my my table out of my living room downstairs. But your wife's happy about that. She doesn't really care. She admits she doesn't go down there. She she is on multiple occasions said. I'm glad you have space where you can just let this shit lay out and I don't have to see it. Because, it, yeah, for it was laying out there for two weeks. As all Magic players know, yep. cards, when they get laid out, they get laid out for a while. Oh, no, I do have another sugar part. Um, so I've got my mono blue deck, like the list built. I just have to go find, find what cards I have. Your mono blue red deck? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I did build another deck. Okay. So I got my I got one more monocolor deck and I'm all done with my monocolor and that's mono red that I have to finish still. But I got my mono white deck done. Okay. Did a, a Ceram Artifacts and Auras deck. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I can't wait to test it out. It won't be super optimized, but it'll be fun. In the in the Boggles realm or the um, the Voltron realm more. It's more Voltron realm. Okay. I've definitely got more than one creature to kind of sit and play with a little bit but it's leaning a little bit more on the equipment side than it is the aura side so okay but yeah um so yeah that's all i got there but now let's jump on over to the road to rcq pioneer 1k the mox boarding house event uh quick meta summary breakdown we've got um and there were only eight decks here so or at least no, wait, is this just the top eight? Yeah, they just only recorded the okay, top eight. Okay, so this is the top eight. Um, so three of the top eight decks were Rakdos Midrange. One of them was Bant Spirits. One of them was Bo- Mono Blue Spirits. One of them was Mono Green Ramp. Then we have a Mardu Grease Fang. And what will be the mysterious other one? Oh, a F- is it Phoenix deck? I don't know why they didn't put is it Phoenix and they just put other on it. When you take out the expressive iteration, it's no longer Phoenix. Valid point. <laughs> Even though it, in seventh place it says Phoenix. Right. It does. All right. So coming in at first place is that Bant Spirits deck. Second place, Mono Blue Spirits. 
Third place, Mono Green Ramp. And then the title of this one is pretty fun. It is Red Black Bad Cards. And is it actually bad cards or is it This is Or is it just, just bad for the other person? I think it's bad for the other person. It's bad for the other person. Because this looks very much just like it's, uh, it's, Rakdos it's, mid-range. Yeah, it's discard, it's kill your creatures. Yeah. So it's it's Rakdos mid-range. It's just got a fun name to it. Yes. All right, so the most played cards, top four of them. Number one, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, 16 copies, 50% of the decks. Thoughtseize, 16 copies, 50% of the decks. Oh, shocker. It's like there's Rakdos mid-range decks in the deck. Anyway. Uh, Blood Tithe Harvester and Bone Crusher Giant, both sitting at 12 copies and 38%. Top creatures, Blood Tithe Harvester, Bone Crusher Giant, Graveyard Trespasser, all sitting at 12 copies, 38% of the decks. And uh, Marshall, damn it. Fuck Germans. Go, going uh, for German pronunciation of Mausoleum. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> And that's probably not even remotely correct. Um, Mausoleum Mausoleum Wanderer had eight copies at 25% of the decks. And then the top spells, Fable of the Mirror Breaker and Thoughtseize sitting at 16 copies, 50% of the decks. Fatal Push sitting at 12 copies, 38% of the decks. But Go Blank had 11 copies but was in 50% of the decks. So there you go. There is the breakdown of the cards that were played. Um... Looking at the Bant Spirits, that's probably a build that I would be going towards. So it's got the Gilded Gooses, the Wanderers, the uh, uh, Spectral Sailors, Rattle Chain, Selfless Spirits to protect all your creatures, and a few other ones. And of course, Collect the Company, most of the reason why you're throwing the green in there. The Mono Blue Spirits, I know we talked about this one after we were talking about the Trios event. That one did some work on on my partner that was playing. Um, he was playing Niv to Light, and this deck just was too quick for him to keep up with. So, and that Mono Green Ramp, um, it's Mono Green, so it's probably a deck I would actually enjoy playing. It's pseudo elves. This is the uh, where you get like the the old growth troll out, and, and you can get the ultimate that uh. uh Infinite combo with the pes- uh, pestilent cauldron yep. and stuff because you got Karn to be able to fetch it out. You make a bunch of uh, make a bunch of mana, gain a bunch of life, mill your opponent for the life that you gain and stuff, and then yep, yep, yep. pass the turn. So there we go. There is that past event for Pioneer. Now let's jump into an upcoming event. I know you guys have talked about it already. We posted it on our social medias. Mm-hmm. J Dubs is going to be the place to be for events in July starting with the Double Masters launch party happening on Friday, July 8th at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be Double Masters 2022 draft. Entry fee is $45. Prizes are going to be based on participation. And then next day is our This Summer in MTG charity event to benefit Magic Kids. And that if you couldn't figure it out by the Friday being the first event, Saturday is the date. We're going to start up at around 11 o'clock. And there will be Oathbreaker Pods. The event, the main event itself is going to be a two-headed giant, double masters sealed. And there's going to be a double-headed draft going, or a double master draft going on? Yes. Yeah, oh, cool. there's there's going to be a double master draft going on here. Josh tossed that in there as Sick. well. Well, there you go. So make sure, um, 
do we have an event posted up on Facebook ourselves? Perfect. Yes. Right here, right here. So if you want to read like prices for it. And then Josh also got the numbers for uh, donating cards. Okay. So cool here we go. Here we go. That was a big thing that I know Matt, Danny, and I were talking about is we want to, you know, get cards. So for every thousand cards you donate, they will take off $5 upon your entry fee up to $20 off. Um, you can also learn how to play magic. We've got raffle ticket giveaways that are going to be loaded with prizes. And 100% of those proceeds is going to go to Magic Kids. We're not going to claim anything. Yes. Um, we are simply going to give out stuff. So we got we got a lot of cool products and stuff that we're giving away. Uh, J-Dubs is also tossing in a bunch of awesome stuff as well. We're oh, yeah. giving away some of our stuff from our own collections as yep. well. Uh, and Hopefully the thing the I want to give away gets here soon enough fingers crossed yep. if not we'll we'll put a little iou thing in it but yeah we'll do like, that it'll come it'll be coming it so, will be you just need to provide we an just address we just want people to come and get the raffle tickets have a chance for all this stuff because it's going to be really cool we got a lot of shit set up for this yeah so the prices for the sealed event is 70 dollars per player so obviously it's 200 it's 140 for a team but if you're wanting to do the draft, it's forty-five dollar entry. So there you go. Remember, if you bring in if you bring in four thousand dollar card or four thousand cards, yep. you're going to get twenty dollars off on that. So the the sealed event is going to be fifty bucks a pop, or the draft is going to be twenty-five bucks a pop, which so, are pretty solid deals for double masters, especially too. I mean, Josh has been really cool about this. Um, he wants to be, you know, an awesome sponsor with all this too. So it's kind of that. Very much so. Definitely come out and support and show Josh and everyone at J-Dubs that you guys listen and you're excited about this kind of an event to help out Magic Kids and other kids around the area learn how to play Magic. And um, you can even do things like learn how to play Oathbreaker and get in a pod and play when you have some downtime. So, yes, there we go. There's one more thing I didn't finish typing, but uh, JDubs also is having their RCQs for the DreamHack RCQs set up here. If I pull it up, do you want to read a big G or? You go ahead if, if you've got it up. All right. Uh, so, uh, the following Saturday, July 16th, JDubs is having their modern DreamHack qualifier. So the information for this, it's modern events. Entry fee is 30 bucks. It's happening the 16th at 12 p.m. There's promos for the first 32 that pre-register you get a lava spike promo top eight receive foil non-foil nykthos shrine to nyx and the winner will receive a foil nykthos shrine to nyx uh prizes based on participation first place will receive an invitation to the regional championship in atlanta on november 18th through the 20th you need to know this is a competitive rel event so deck lists are required you must have an mtg mailing account to submit your deck lists any questions uh, contact the store at store at jadehubsportscardsandgaming.com or call at 701-277-1989. Surfing the FM area. Want to start getting on that road to world tour? That is uh, that is your chance right there. So, now that I didn't have a leeway or a segue to my section. Oh, so Too late. Too with, late there, sir. All, too late, all, sir. With all that cool stuff. Too late, now sir. Now we could go... To the wonderful blog of talk with Danny. Wow. The cool stuff. We pass over to the cool man. Wow. Oh, Suck ups. Yeah. Suck ups. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say Joshy because I have no idea how to pronounce your first part. Um, they asked, is this Brothers War set 
later this year something happening chronologically with or relating to a current narrative? Or is it completely detached and just a do-over of the original story? This is where my my comment of foresight, possible foresight, comes into play of the show notes. All I can say is at this point is the Brothers' War takes place in the past as is actual Brothers' War. Yeah, that's the thing where I think it's, uh, I think they mentioned that the story is like, we're going back in time to like, touch on the story because when the brothers war happened i think that was the antiquities set it was like the last time we got information and that was like going over the history of the brothers war without actually being the brothers war so maybe this is like a flashback instead of just like looking at artifacts potentially maybe so with the reality chip yeah is it possible for the frictions to time shift hmm Hmm. Maybe with all this new Tamios on the Phyrexian side and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean Tamio's stupid smart and So is this, is this gonna lots. be a whole is this gonna be a whole like Dragons of uh Tarkir type of event where it's somebody goes back in time, fucking steps on a butterfly and fucks things up for the future or what? Probably. Damn, that'd be fun. Isn't that what the Phyrexians do? Well the Phyrexians weren't even a part of that. That was Soren, or not? But, but I not mean, Soren, but, um, but I'm, just, I'm just saying though, Frexians in general isn't that what they do? They just come and fuck shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Or was that the Eldrazi that just came and fuck shit up? They fuck shit up, and so do the Frexians. They fuck shit up as well. So Let, let's be real. Everyone fucks shit. So up. that that was just off top of my head. It's like, wait, reading this is like, hmm, time shit on that reality chip, and Jin Texas has it. I. I mean, I would be down with it, kind of just like having revisiting time shenaniganery and stuff like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Just thought I'd share this one. But yeah, it's more of a thought cast than a blog talk. But yeah, I mean, it works. There you go. Should we head to Danus? All right. <laughs> so the, the only way to start off this week's news is talking about this. New magic bling bling for your fresh cylinder that's you're holding up your cranium up. Ah, oh, God, I fucking hate you, Matt. But in all seriousness, <laughs> Rock Love Jewelry, the company that brought us some dope MTG jewelry like Mox Diamond Necklace, Sensei's Divining Top Necklace, and the Pip Signet Ring. Is that supposed to be Pimp Signet Ring? No, no it's Pip. Okay, like, I'm just making yeah. sure because it was... Fair. You know, Pip is a word, but then... I, you I'm had sure. to do the whole gangster vo- voice, too. It, it, it was, yes. Anyway. God damn it, I gotta go back to it. <laughs> back at it again with the flashy, flashy shines that nerd pimp ass nerds like me. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> All I read was the fucking bold print. All right, here we go. I'm gonna backtrack that a bit. That nerd pimp ass nerds like me would wear every day. Jeez, I can't break my gangster habits. But back on topic. <laughs> Thank you so much, Garrett. You're welcome. The newest series from Rock Love Jewelry is focusing wow. on the most beautiful flower, the Black Lotus. There are different types of necklaces and rings to show off the Black Lotus in its fancy glory. Don't you dare fuck with any of this writing while I'm reading. <laughs> Plus, there is a set of crystal earrings with 
in a Black Lotus style. I do have to say that I... Okay, this is Matt talking because I haven't looked at him yet. Matt enjoys the collab Rock Love did with Wizards, and these are not very budget-friendly. Um, I wouldn't think so with them being jewelry. But the range being $120 to $250. But if you're a real straight-up gangster like me, I bet you're considering these fly pieces of metal for accessorizing your nerdy style. Dang it, I did it again. Fuck you. Did did <laughs> did this bring you joy? Very much so. Good. I'm glad. Very much so. I took I took a minute. I'm like, what can I do to fuck with Garrett since he's coming back? And this was the exact one. It worked out well. Oh boy. Oh boy. Speaking of real G's. <laughs> Post Malone buys an $800,000 Black Lotus artist artist print. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Yep. So uh, I guess I'll read what Matt actually wrote because I don't like doing that, I guess. Uh, so speaking of Black Lotus, did you hear about Post Malone's interview on the Howard Stern show? I didn't. Um, one bit of the interview, Posty mentions that he paid $800,000 for an artist print, Black Lotus, signed by artist Christopher Rush, which, if the accounts online are accurate, is the single most expensive magic card purchased to date. First thing to mention there here is an artist-proof Black Lotus. There were only supposedly 50 ever printed, and they were directly uh, they went directly into an array of artists of the time. To array of artists of time. Next. Last year, a PSA 10 Alpha Black Lotus sold for $511,100, according to a Hipsters of the Coast article, which Matt will post in the links below. Yes. Yeah, fucking Post Malone, an $800,000 artist proof Black Lotus. God damn. He, he can, he's got the money. He, he can does. do it. But it's crazy to think that this is the single most expensive magic card now sold to date. Well, it's a Black Lotus. And it's even rarer than the actual card. Yeah, the fact that there's 50, that blew my mind when I was like looking up more information about this. Is like, yeah, there's only 50, 50 artist print black lotuses. And I'm like, fuck. And then this, this was just a rumor, according to Reddit people from the LA area. But when Post Malone was just getting into Magic, like when he first got invited on to game nights, apparently there uh a lot of LGSs in the Las, is it Los Angeles or Las Vegas where they're at? Command zone. Yeah. Oh, uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. A lot of the LGSs in the Los Angeles area, they were, they were out, sold out of dual lands, and it's allegedly because Post Malone went and did a lot of purchasing for, for cards and stuff there. And they oh, haven't really, actually. they haven't really made this big announcement that they teased a while back of Post Malone collab with Magic, have they? Uh, no. I, the, no. The one thing that happened was the the command, the game nights live stream. I th- he was on the first one of that, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't think that would be what it is because they announced it on the Wizards site. Yeah. That uh, there was sub or one of the twitters or something like that. My guess is some sort of secret layer coming out. Or, or it could be part of the next bit of news. 
It that's, could be. That is, that's coming up here, which the next bit of news is we're going to read straight from the article here. Save the date. Magic 30 is a party three decades in the making. Last on, on June 14th, Wizards of the Coast Post made an article that reads, Mark your calendars, book your flights, break out your best commander deck, your most polished cosplay, and your finest nope shirts. Wizards of the Coast is hosting Magic 30, the ultimate celebration of three decades of Magic the Gathering in Las Vegas, October 28th through the 30th. Magic's 30th anniversary is going to be a year-long celebration, and we're starting to party with a blowout event hosted at the Expo at World Market Center. Tickets for the celebration will go on sale in July with a range of ticket options, including virtual tickets for those who can't make the trip starting at $30 and single-day general admission starting at $75. Please note, pricing is exclusive of applicable service fees and sales tax. Weekend passes, VIP, and commander-specific tickets will be available as well. More specific details around ticket packages will be announced in July, along with more information about the events, panels, special guests, special guests, and exclusives that you can only get at Magic 30. What party favors can we share now? Glad you asked. We've partnered with Read Pop, the people behind PAX, and together we'll be pulling out all the stops for this kickoff event with something for everyone. Magic 30 will feature a modern tournament that feeds into the top 8 beta draft. Yes, limited edition beta. Holy fuck. Can I can I just fucking take my 3 packs and leave? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. You might you might get uh, chastised with the whole like Tarmogoyf gate thing there. Fuck what no, happened back then? Fucking care. The return of command zone, dedicated play area, plus a few commander aficionados stopping by in Gavin Verhey, Jimmy Wong, and Josh Lee Josh Lee Kwai. Infinity events hosted by Mark Rosewater. Some of the most talented cosplayers in Magic, including Olivia Gabbard-Hicks, Talia Vess, with more coming. Parties, Friday and Saturday night, ticketed, but included in the VIP all-access pass. You got the Magic World Championship 28, an exclusive secret lair, panels, interviews, and special content featuring the very people who make Magic the Gathering, and mystery booster drafts. Are we going to get the convention editions again? And there's going to be a whole new set of mystery boosters where it's like, I don't know, that whole set was like, what, 1,500 cards is what they had in there? Something like that. And, and I mean, things like Slivnizit. Slivnizit. And what was the the um, the Slivaldrazi? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did pull both of those, so. Fucking sick, man. Yeah. So I've held on to them. Because they're the only ones I really... Like, so I've wanted to, but this could be another round of playtest cards that are not. So the lim- the beta draft is for top eight. Yeah. So. So you have yeah. to make top eight for it. Yeah, in this modern event and stuff, which will be interesting to see how modern shapes by the time October comes around. Probably nothing's happening. Let's see. What do we got going on between there? We got Dominaria United and Brothers War coming out uh, before those. And I do believe they're going to be a very influential magic sets because they're going to be artifact based. And artifacts are very well known for being very busted in magic. Correct. 
So the article continues. Of course, what would be a magic birthday party? What would a magic birthday party be without the one and only Richard Garfield, who will be joining us virtually to celebrate the 30 years of what Dr. Garfield invented? We'll announce more guests as we get closer to the event. We know that not everyone will make our birthday bash, which is why in addition to virtual tickets and events, we'll also have a product offering online that will let players order things like mystery, mystery booster draft sets, commander decks, and more to throw their own party at home. But why stop at one birthday when you can celebrate for a year? We're bringing the gathering back in a big way all throughout 2023 with four multi-day celebrations of all that is Magic the Gathering. Our first post-Vegas stop will be in Charlotte, North Carolina in February, which will also play host to the first Pro Tour of 2023. We'll share more details on those events as we get closer to 2023. We're packing so, so, so much into the 30th anniversary that we have many more details coming in July in the meantime, save the date and get ready to celebrate. This was fucking exciting to read. They should bring it to Minneapolis. Right? That'd be dope. I mean, they got four other stops coming in 2023. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Minneapolis is a big place. Yeah. They got Vegas, Charlotte's. They're going to have to hit up somewhere around Seattle. So, uh, Charlottesville, Minneapolis, uh, fucking Seattle, and then like what? New York. New York area. Vermont's where S- uh, SEG is, maybe? They'll probably do, like, New York. Yeah. Something well, like then, that. didn't yeah. New York just have uh, a con? That that was SEG in Vermont. Yeah, that had yeah it was. Was it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, speaking of virtual events, some Commander Legend Battle for Boulder's Gate is now available in paper. So congratulations if you've gotten your stuff. I know I bought all the pre-cons. I bought a box that's probably just going to sit there for a long time. Um, but soon... It will be available on Arena. Pre-orders for Alchemy Horizons Boulder's Gate is beginning this Thursday on the 23rd with the release date of July 7th. The full pre-order bundle details aren't available yet, so hopefully the information will be out by the time we get the podcast posted. It seems to be a little bit of a common occurrence there. But we will know that there are two bundles featuring one with one featuring five Alchemy Horizons Boulder's Gate Mythic Packs, and the others will be the first ten Mastery Levels. The Alchemy-specific cards haven't been released again as of this recording and when we're doing the live broadcast more so, but we do know that there are 81 new cards with, quote, truly wild mechanics. So, I know, so I've been looking around, obviously, with uh, Boulder's Gate coming out, Cards are going, okay, who's who's playing this? Who's playing that? Have you guys found any cards you're playing or want to play in your decks? Gale of Waterdeep. Really? I want that fucking card so bad. That's the one whenever you cast an instant or sorcery from your hand, you get to cast uh, the opposite from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. It's Ooh. two and a blue. It has choose a background. I'm not going to be having the choose a background portion of it because it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's going to be in the 99 of some of my decks. It would okay. be a very good commander, but I love that card a lot yeah there you go danny anything of what Baldur's gate yeah Baldur's gate. you're seeing for literally haven't been watching okay well i've been i've been looking but i just haven't really thought of anything and that's kind of where i'm at right now too i know i was talking with christian a while back you know before it came out going well i know i'm gonna buy the pre-cons at least that's kind of been my new thing is i buy the pre-cons they just sit there um 
if we're including the pre-cons into this, I love the black market connections that came out in party time. Oh, yep. it's the it's the better Frexian arena. Yep. Um, but yeah, I talked to him and it, like for me, this the D and D sets have always kind of not really always been. There's only been two now. Yeah. But I other than other than our pack tonight, um, <laughs> I have not opened up any myself. Like. D&D for me just isn't the big drawing factor. And we've talked about this where different IPs for Secret Layers for Universes Beyond are going to attract different people. For me, I love magic, but I've never gotten into D&D. Right. And this is just like D&D is totally one of those things where it's like an easy thing for them to like test IP waters with. Since right. It's like in, in-house for them. So they're not like losing out on much having to pay other, other properties. Like if they decided like what they're doing with the... <sighs> Tolkien, uh, Lord of the Rings, what they're doing with Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, that's going to be probably an expensive set that they really hope doesn't flop uh, because because they're you know paying out to the Tolkien estate or whoever owns Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. As compared to if just doing D&D, which is you know in-house for them. And it's like, oh, if RIP just kind of doesn't do as good. But if I'm not mistaken, I th- they... They didn't do as good as Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. That still holds record for biggest set to date. Uh, winter set to date was that one. Uh, there wasn't any groundbreaking revelation, not revelations, groundbreaking bars set with Commander Legends Baldur Gate 2 or Adventures in the Forgotten Realm that I recall off the top of my head because I know we would have covered that. Yep. So. I still think they should make, uh, create that game. That I was talking about from uh, Forgotten Realms. Oh, I remember you mentioned this. So I can't remember the details. So I don't know if you, you weren't here at that time. You were just a listener at that, or just a paid listener. It we it would be a I guess a D and D game. Okay. So just your typical D and D. You as a character, you have your pack or your backpack with all your gear in it. But your backpack sacks your deck. Your deck. Oh, I think I remember you talking about this. Yep. a couple weeks ago. It, well, it's, a month it, and a half. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So it it basically play as uh, anthology. Okay. Play uh, Planeswalkers anthology. So it's just you and whoever your th- three friends that you want to play. So you're basically Commander Nate, and you play against a villain deck. So. Planeswalkers. So yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, since it's D and D, you just have your again your commander. That's your guy, and you just have your deck as your backpack. I so, dig yeah. it. I'd be in on that. So yeah, just use precons. Be the easiest way of doing it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's just, that's all I have to say about that. Well, I think you got the next bit there, bud. Fuck. You do, yeah. That's why you guys are just looking at yeah, me. Yeah, Come on, Danny. Read the notes. I don't want to read. I read all of last week. We thought you were going to segue into your own shit. Or do you want me to go? No, that's fine. Okay. Ah, uh, so since there are delays in Double Masters, and you know it wouldn't be an official Magic the Gathering release if there wasn't any news on product delays. This is straight from the article Watsy posted on their mothership. Quote, a portion of English language Double Masters 2022 collector boosters will be delayed in North America for approximately one to two weeks after the set release due to ongoing production challenges. 
As a result of this delay, English collector boosters may have limited availability at set releases. And for a whopping 300 and some dollars, you can get four packs of collector boosters. Yeah, yeah, that was... $70 a piece, MSRP. If I'm not mistaken, I still think that's cheaper than the VIP packs last time for the same amount. See, for me, and I... So here's the big thing with... um. With the Double Masters collectors packs, like I get that the VIP packs were probably were obviously the testing out of collector boosters because yep, at that yes. point we hadn't had collector boosters yet. Correct? Yep, I I understand why the first time around super expensive. I get it. I feel now that we've done collectors boosters so much that they could have modified how they do the Double Masters one. Maybe yes, increase the price a little bit. That's fine because it's a double masters. Well, the reason for the for the increase of price is for the one card and one card only Imperial Seal that's having its only reprint, like Something, a yeah. box reprint. It has a judge promo. Yeah, but like the the standard Imperial Seal right now, I was looking at MTG stocks earlier today, was four hundred dollars. For the basic non-foil card for Imperial Seal from Double Masters 2022. The foil, I think, was like double the price, if not triple the price. And then if you go to the alt arts, the cheapest one is $1,200. So Imperial Seal, originally printed in Portal 3 Kingdoms, yep, has a market price of $1,700. Yep. And 87 God damn, I didn't realize so, it was that expensive. So if you scroll down and go to... Double Masters. So right now it's sitting at a mark price of three fifty six. Yeah. Foil is fifteen hundred dollars. That's just for the normal art. Scroll back down. So there's two different arts, two special yeah. arts for the Imperial Seal. One is twelve hundred dollars. The other one doesn't have a price. What is the other one going to be now? Etched. Oh, it's normal. It's regular it's reg- etched, yeah. and then uh, borderless. borderless. And and the crazy thing, if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw people were posting their initial pre-orders for Imperial Seal for Double Masters today on TCG oh, Player, gosh. and there were people that were pre-selling at like three fifty and stuff. Yep. Yeah. But you can go to Card Kingdom, and they were for one thirty, a one thirty, on Card Kingdom. Yikes. So, give me a second here. Give me a second. We'll give you the second. We'll give you the time to figure out. That stuff, but yeah, no. Imperial Seal. This is crazy because this is kind of like in the same ballpark of when we got Imperial Recruiter reprinted yep. in the Commander set or uh, uh, Master set. Was that Horizons one or two? No idea. One Horizon, one of the Horizons or whatever it got printed in, and that was a super expensive card. It had not seen a reprint, and then it gets printed into Horizons one or two, whichever one it got printed in, and the card itself in Horizons two is like. I don't know, like ten bucks and stuff now, and this mm-hmm. could be a thing where it's like uh, Imperial Seal. The rarity the, the, of the it, the normal version of it, is probably going to end up in the same ballpark as what. I mean, maybe not necessarily. necessarily. I I doubt it's in the tank. It might tank a little bit, but okay. So so here's my thing, and I just looked this up so that way I could make sure that the wording was one hundred percent correct. Okay. Yes. So go back to. 
Yeah, um, the stamp or the seal. The seal. Imperial seal. One black sorcery. Search your library for a card. Then shuffle your library. Put that card on top. Yes. You lose two life. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read another card real quick. Search your library for a card. Shuffle your library. Put that card on top. You lose two life. What card do you think I'm talking about? Vampire Seeder. Exactly. Yep. What the goddamn fuck? Yeah. Vam- so like, I get that Imperial Seal is so rare because of the limited printing. Yep. It does the same thing as Vampiric Tutor, and Vampiric Tutor does it better. Yeah, because it's instant speed. Yeah. Instant speed. So I'm maybe even being what? a longer magic player, I'm just naive to this. Well, how, other how, than, many, how many reprints is that one? Let me see. So, and here, I'll look up. Okay, so you got the number of reprints for Imperial Seal? Yes. Okay. There's, uh, There's... Five for okay. Imperial Seal as soon as Double Masters 2 comes out. Are you counting a, the different variations of Double Masters? I am counting. Just count Double Masters itself. Okay, then there is three. Okay, Vampiric Tutor has five. Okay. Okay. So, so had, you, you can't you can't count Judge Promos because it's not for mass. Two. Okay, so then two. Yes. But just for sake of argument, yep. let's count it. Okay? And, like, I definitely get their niches. So we've got Barra and Christian in the freaking Discord. Yep. You know, there, yes, I understand there are definitely decks that play it. It's just the fact that Vampiric Tutor is more readily accessible for people it, because it's been reprinted in 6th edition Visions. Oh, what is this one? What is this one? Oh, Vintage Masters, which would online only. Yeah, okay, so only four. Because then it has Eternal Masters and Commander Legends. So, four paper copies or paper prints of it. Yep. Okay. Not counting the extended borders or anything like that out of Commander Legends. It has four reprintings. So, for like we said, for sake of argument, one more than Imperial Seal. Which is including the Judge promo. Then. Including the Judge promo. You don't. Only two more. Yes. And significantly less because what is vampiric tutor just the regular base version like commander legend so we'll go with the cheapest version is sitting at 100 bucks if even here I for got market Van- market for the for one of the commander legends is 37 dollars okay so and even looking at the classic sixth edition is 52 dollars it's like yep i like i i get the the flexing piece of everything yep i get that it's the collector version it's everyone wants to collect the imperial seal rather than vampiric but i i just don't get i I don't get it i I, they 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 do the same exact freaking thing except one does it instant speed which is the lower price yep which you would think it would be the opposite yeah in in all actuality yeah you think so one thing we do got to remember here is that portal three kingdoms was only printed in the apac region yeah, in the English printing, like America, if I'm not mistaken, they did not. America did not receive any uh, P3K cards at all, and so the fact that it was like a, a short, shorter print run of a card that people want to got, like it already just has this ethos behind it of being Imperial Seal, and 
and and and that's behind it is just commanded this I don't know, uh, unrealistic price expectation, price bar. And now that we're actually getting a solid reprint, uh, a reprint of where people, casual Magic players can get their hands on it without actually committing, you know, a a, a small loan <laughs> to be able to pick it up and stuff. Like, th- this is still going to be significant enough. And so, like I was saying with, like, Imperial Recruiter. Imperial yeah. Recruiter was printed in Modern Horizons 2. Yep. Just to confirm and stuff. And that card was like $500 for the Portal 3 Kingdoms printing of it before it got reprinted in the Modern Horizon set. Yep. And now it's $7. And a foil is like 15 of Imperial Recruiter. And that's at Mythic as well. So, I mean, maybe we can like look at this as being like a... It, so, so with, it'll, with it'll be a good thing because, I mean, all the prices for Imperial Steel will go down hopefully after the initial... The initial... Oh shit! Get them hype train. Yes, but I mean, so I mean, I'm gonna order some double masters, and I guarantee you, I get one. I'm just gonna fucking get rid of it right away. Yes, hundred percent. That's what you do with that I'll, card. I'll buy. I'll buy two extra vampiric tutors to replace the one imperial seal that I got just got rid of, and then I'll have some excess. Right, a lot of excess. If imperial seal is gonna be, I mean, depending on where you get rid of it. If you do it in trade, you have a better chance. I don't yep. know if stores are necessarily gonna be wanting to buy at as high of like a buy a buy list rate. I could do that too if I get a good one, but I mean, but you never know. It depends on the store. Like if we're just thinking our LGS is here, we know a little big worse probably won't. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> No, Christian, I'm not keeping it for my retirement. That's what my teacher retirement fund is for. If anything, this will make it so I don't have to pay for magic for a long time, for a while. <laughs> Probably for, you know, three months be, uh, based off of how Wizards is fucking releasing things. Yeah, you'll be able to get a couple <laughs> good secret layers off of that. Just right. buy some more double master boxes. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Get two more. Oh, dude, imagine the Profs Booster Box game. Did, did either of you oh watch his God, latest I haven't one? I watched the latest nope. one. Where's the worst one? Okay, uh, I'll link that below. Watch it. No spoilers. Jesus. But the that's the big thing is like, you know, Josh might. I think he would. Paradox Josh- would be more likely, but if I'm doing trade value, no. for me, I go to J-Dubs. Yes. For yeah. that. Because... I don't know if it's just because I I'm I don't know if you guys do this, but if you do any trades with Josh and those guys um, at J Dubs, but if I'm bringing shit in, I'm gonna take something off of their hands and I'm gonna scan all the shit, and then I send them screenshots of it, and they can just there you go. That makes their job a little bit easier. Oh, I, I've done that every time I've done trade ins. Like they go off of TCG and stuff, yep. and it's like, hey, I'm saving you the hassle here. I come in with all my cards scanned. Yep. This is the exact same way that y'all do it. Do, and that's do you and I've, I know I've, I've only, had Josh look at me and go, "Thank you for doing this." It just makes life a little bit easier. Saves them the ten I've, minutes of going through the cards. Yeah, I've only traded in once, and that's when I built my Slanesnia deck. Okay, and that was the only time I really traded into a store multiple cards, but they were all basically the same cards that were all worth big money. So. Wasn't like they were going through hundreds of cards. Yeah, right. I just kind of wish I didn't trade in my Sarasendents, but womp, 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 womp. yeah, yeah. I think I traded two of them in. Well, I don't know if I don't know if in Double Masters, like it's officially been 
bookmark to what all the rares are currently and if Sarah's Ascendant is a possible card to get printed in Double Well, spoilers are going on right now. I was about to say, here, let me pull up. The official start of the 16th. Let me pull up uh, a group, one of my group chats, because one of my buddies has been doing the, the EVs based off of the spoilers. Yep. Right now, EV is up to nine thirty-seven, so nine dollars thirty-seven seven, uh, thirty-seven cents, which isn't too bad. And he just pre-ordered a box from an LGS at three hundred dollars, so twelve dollars and fifty cents. So, not not too bad, and not everything's been released yet. Yeah, I I think one of the thing I guess we'll jump into the next part of the news yeah. next part of the news here when uh, talking about all the cards getting reprinted and stuff now but double masters is currently chock full of like legit fucking cards that people want in rares and mythic slots and I don't know like this is like dumb monkey brain me uh, if you if you want to like get in on some double masters like I think this would be one of those boxes where it's like yeah split it with some friends each go 100 in split the packs evenly and you're not going to be upset with yeah. the your return on that you, you'll have a commander deck exactly yeah you'll be able to like get all the cards because we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of them here now next i guess after this but the cards that you are getting here some people online are talking about like the reprints that they're pumping in here for some of these cards it's like oh shit they're putting in like ten dollar like like average ten dollar reprints in the rare slots yeah. of some of these cards and it like it's it's valuing out pretty good and like you said your buddy was doing evs and stuff and is it per pack he the the current ev without all the cards is nine dollars is what you were saying there or nine dollars and 37 cents as of right now okay and and the full list is not out yet and we're going to be getting the full list by well, we're halfway through, the little under halfway through the list. Yeah, so next week is when the full list is going to be out. Yep. And so because of that, let's, let's talk about some of these fucking cards. I think obviously the big ones that everyone knows about is the uh, the OG original, you know, Eldrazi Titans are getting a reprint, yep. which has been a little overdue. Uh, some people are a little upset. Uh, I will say online, I've seen some discourse like, Oh no, they haven't printed uh, Emmercruel the Promise and or Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger. They haven't had their appropriate reprints, and those are uh, Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger is like eighty bucks or whatever now. That I one's think. getting a no. It's uh, that, that's Kozilek. Kozilek's getting uh, the secret tr- layer, not the Truth one. The uh, Great Distortion is yep. getting the secret layer, which is the Battle for Zendikar one. Yep. So we haven't got the other Battle for Zendikar Eldrazi Titans. Yep. So right, do so. Yeah, we got the Eldrazi. Who wants yep. to? How do we want to do this? They're just like reading off some cards I was about here. to say, just, I mean, you can just keep going down the screen and maybe scooch a little over so Danny can read too. Okay. Uh, I have a commander that's game printed. Ooh, that okay. I want to have a brainchild built for. Okay. Um, so we've got the Eldrazi Titans. Um, obviously, it's it's almost, it seems like when it's a big remas- or reprinting set that Path to Exile ha- gets put in there. Noted. This is the promo art yep. of it. Uh, let's double check here real quick which one it was. Ri- it was first printed in. It's the uh, the person standing in front of like a cave. Yeah, I think that's onslaught. Yeah, it's F and M, isn't it? It is. Yeah, an F and M promo. Boom! There we go. F and M promo that's getting printed in here at an uncommon. Well, what was the one next to it? There was. So the, that the, one's. The, this is an online printing. Oh. Yep. And then the other one, that's a DCI yep. exclusive. That art is because it. I have the DCI ones. Yep, there it is. 
Oh, oh, shit. Uh, people watching live, guess what? I've done something. Boom. He's learned. He's learned. I prepped up for this. He's learned how to do this. So you can so you can watch with us as we're talking about this. Those watching live, a reason to watch us live on Monday nights around 7 p.m. Central Time. 7.30. Don't yeah. lie to him. So, yeah, this is, this is the art of the Double Masters Path to Exile getting printed. So we got that. Teferi's Protection getting printed uh, its first set printing because before it was in a commander product then it was a seeker lair and now it's actually getting printed in rare in uh in, but the in original packs. the original printing was rare too right but it was yep. again it was only in a that was in the oh. yeah it was uh commander 2017 yep. when it was first printed yeah. it got a, a judge printing a mystery booster printing yep. i didn't realize it had a mystery booster printing seeker lair drop Mystical Archive, it had its two printings, and now the three different versions. A Borderless, Etched, and a Normal. In Which the Double Borderless Master. one looks fucking hella sweet. Dude, that is epic as fuck. Like, to, I, I do have the Secret Lair versions, and I really like those. I like that one because that one came out of the Extra Life one. Yes. And so it's just Tavir throwing up his kid. So in a playful manner, in not, a play, an yeah. in, not in an aggressive manner. <laughs> Got it. Throwing we them covered off a cliff. that. We covered throwing that them off a cliff. <laughs> but I really like that version. Um, the Japanese version is really cool too. Yeah, all all the printings of it yeah. are fucking good. But so this is the it's the original art on it again. But I know Moldrifter is getting some sick new art too. Yeah, um, dude. Consecrated Sphinx is that. getting a much needed reprint. Because it's it's had the original printing, it had Iconic Masters, and then the Secret Lair drop, yeah. And then there's an Invocation of it, too. Ah, oh, damn it, I missed one. Yep, Secret ah. Lair, Iconic, Invocation, Mirrored, and Besiege. Yep. And now the, it, and do, the, it doesn't have a borderless version. It has a normal printing and an etched foil in Double Masters, too. Uh, gifts Ungiven. Okay, so a couple of these cards. I do want to... We, we mentioned uh, Path to Exile, where it was a promo art printed in the set. Gifts Ungiving is the Jace Spellbook printing of the card, which only came out in the Jace Spellbook. And, I don't know, something about that to me just kind of like just sits a little bad where it's like, oh, this exclusive art for this one set, and now they're just reusing that asset in another. It's like, doesn't make it as special anymore, like getting those Spellbook Jaces and stuff, but. Uh, Gifts Ungiven, getting a reprint there. Deep Analysis, one of my... Uh, I love this card. Getting a reprint. Uh, new art for Thought Scour. Bitter Blossoms getting a reprint as well in the Rebecca Gway art. We talked about Imperial Seal already, and that's its its own thing. Uh, Damnation getting a reprint. Uh, let's talk about actually Liliana the Last Hope here real quick, because Liliana the Last Hope is getting something special done with it. In the borderless version, there is going to be a special treatment done with a few of the planeswalkers, Renin yep. Six, uh, Renin Six, Liliana, and I don't know if Amentau is going to have this same thing, but it's called textured foil. And the videos that Wizards have shown of it is just kind of looks like I don't know the, the front of the card is textured. Imagine etched foil, but instead of just like random blotches, it's more uh, symmetrical line design in whatever way they want the, the 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 foiling to like pop out and stuff, and that's what the texture is looking like. I'll make sure to link below because they've put out two 
two different i think it's actually one video of just like liliana the last hope and what that looks oh yeah no it was two they showed one for uh ren and six and what the textured foil is going to look like and the textured foils are going to be a super hard to get super rare pull rate of of these foils watch i'll pull like three of them in the first box stupid fucking lucky asshole <laughs> three of them in the same pack wow so yeah uh, so liliana the last hope's getting a regular you know the normal printing with different art not the original printing from uh eldritch moon it's getting different arts and then it has an etched foil a borderless version and textured which is a foil of the borderless version so that's getting a reprint but then we already talked about one of the other big ones that's coming out as a reprint, Renin 6, which will be down there a little bit when we're looking. Yep. But, uh, let's see. Unearth, well, I know it was a big one that a lot of people were talking about getting one. Yeah, and this is uh, another th- quick thing to note here with Double Masters. There are some random cards in the uh, like common, uncommon slot that are getting borderless treatments. As Garrett mentioned earlier, Mole Drifter, that's getting a reprint, and that's also having a borderless printing uh, a fancier version because you know mole drifter is just kind of like one of those iconic cards in the magic sphere and well and it was it did get a reprinting in commander legends too so i mean our commander legends also yes and it's uh it's getting i don't know just that borderless art so unearth a couple others thought scour is one of them full list of the borderless i don't think is out yet not officially. yet so but th- those are some of them we've got some of the ones that have been leaked Ooh, okay oh Bef- yep Talk, you want to talk about this one here? Well, I think Danny, you're you're the red guy. What do you think of uh, Dockside Extortionist getting the reprint finally? That's the thing. I never played them. Really? Yeah. Because it's too expensive for Danny to get. In the first well, place. I didn't it's too know expensive if, for most of us to get. In the I didn't first know place. if you would, would have happened to. A, I know. I think when I was looking through and sorting your stuff, I think this was one of the ones that was. You had some commander card, like commander precon cards, in there. So I assumed yep. that you had gotten the decks. So I don't know if you had gotten this this deck that had it in it originally, but what was the deck? I don't remember. Uh, it's it was... a Savine Reclamation because I got the deck up there, okay. so I, it's unopened, and that has Dockside Extortionist. Then no, I don't have that Distract. one. <laughs> but I mean, I know a lot of people have been calling for that one. It's either been it needs a reprint or it needs to get banned. That has been a huge thing that's been going around right now, and since it's gotten the official announcement, a lot of people are excited. So, I I don't think there's much more you can say about that. They'll really. ban it. I, I got some map picks later in the contract currency section just yep. to like touch on of some tech to use against Dockside Extortionists or just treasures in general. And maybe that alone will tee you up for what. I, what I, I want the new lightning bolt altar. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. That, that looks, is so that clean. Pretty. That is so clean. So, for those of you listening to the recorded version it's a like a blue clouded background and just the bolt is very prominent red right in the middle and it's just it looks gorgeous if you haven't had a chance to look it up danny the way that this flavor i'll text, give my left nut the way that this <laughs> what flavor about the text right one written, it's been given oh okay the way that this flavor text is written i 100 percent can hear you saying it in like just dannyisms can you read the flavor text no. Danny. No. Danny. No. Danny. It's kind of a joke. Okay. But but moving along. Oh, oh. 
Can, can, can you see? I can't read it. It's uh, my how shocking, Baron <laughs> Talarian <laughs> Archmage. <laughs> oh, that's good. It is. Good. That's that's a good solid dad joke right there. Right on. Right on a fucking magic card. Uh, before we go on, I want to quick mention uh, Dark Dweller Oracle. One of the uh, uh, this was originally printed in rare in one of the core sets, and now it's printed a popper. And so. <laughs> It's not like a very powerful card. Uh, you sack a creature and then you like impulse draw in red and stuff. And uh, popper players are kind of excited to get uh, a tool like this in their sack decks. I would guess so. Yeah. So I just wanted to note that that was a that, that was a hard fall in rarity from rare to common. All right. Uh, but before we go on, I like I I'd, I'd message you guys if you had read it. Yep. Uh, my wife is definitely dealing with an awake two-and-a-half-year-old still at uh, 9.20 our my, time. My wife sent me a snap. Kenny was wide awake in her crib, too. Oh, sh- ours isn't in her bed. Those storms, man, yeah. keeping the babies awake. Okay. So I am going to peace out. Um, thanks to everybody for listening. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be back next week. Maybe there's a baby on the way send, or something. Send, yeah. send me a text if there's my no windshield in my car. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. See you guys. See ya. See ya. So the next card, obviously, Season Pyromancer is a great red card, but yeah. it's not the card that wasn't talked about. But it is a reprint, reprint that is much notable. needed. Yeah, yes, because after after the the Luris ban, it uh, jumped up and it was like twenty five, thirty bucks. Yep. Stuff, so, so the card that I'm talking for the first time ever, allowed in modern. Alora's Shepherd. No, no, no. Unfortunately, a uh, quick note. When it is comes, it already been banned? No, it's not banned. This master set does not put cards in other formats. What the fuck? It's just allowing, it should. It's just allowing more access to these cards for whatever formats that they're currently then, available then, in. Yeah, well, that's, that was also another, speaking of that, discussing. Uh, modern Masters reprint. It's a double master. Which is very misleading. I, yeah. I know that, but it's misleading for those who are unaware. But we were talking about that this earlier. It's really just Commander Legends 2.0. It it's it has a with lot a of different com- name. I don't know. Like yeah, there's good cards for the the CEDH group and stuff. But no, I, I, well, this is just another way get the price down even yeah. lower than what it is right now. Yeah, we've been talking like Jumpstart. It continuously is getting uh, it was getting printed. Yep, uh, to, it's print to demand. So Allosaurus Shepherd jump dropped down from like two hundred bucks to like eighty and sixty and stuff is where it's chilling right. Things like forty. Yeah, super accessible. Yeah, but yeah, that one has three different printings. Basic a an alternate but, art, which is pretty sweet. Yep. Did you see the meme that I posted in the in the Discord? Yeah. Where there's the the Jesus holding a Velociraptor. <laughs> what it should be is Chris Pratt from Jurassic Park. It could very well be Chris Pratt from Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Uh, we got Bloom Tender getting a reprint here, and that's another expensive card that Magic players in formats. This one's more of a commander card. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, promo card here. Experiment one. Uh, the promo art of it, uh, yeah, the FNM promo is when it was made this way, and now they're putting it in 
you know, the set. And that, I don't know. Again, like I was saying, when, when a promo art just kind of gets printed in this way, it does kind of sing a little bit because, like, that art's supposed to be kind of, like, special because it's an FNM promo mm-hmm. or it was printed in this one set specifically. And now it's going to be more common. I don't know. It does, it does hurt a smidge. Hardened Skill has some sweet, has a sweet alt art. Yeah, yeah, it does. The, the borderless of it. Yep. Fucking solid. Triceratop. And this one's a modern play, uh, modern playable card, and, and Commander as well. Yep. Rampant Growth reprints there, and also having a borderless version that people are very much in love with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amantau and Anguished Unmaking. Oh, one of the like cycles of cards is they have the lieges getting printed, the lieges, uh, from Lorowin. So I think a few of them have been printed before in supplemental sets. But now they're getting a uh, a set printing, so Ashmore Liege, Bortusk Liege. This one's in German, I think. So I'll I'll, I'll give an attempt here. Vessel des Gwifoth, Gwafs, Gwafs, Vessel des Gwafs. Christian's gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> He's probably sleeping right now. Most likely. Right, let me let me pull this up here. Yeah, I have not heard from him. Yes, Barra, the borderless are indeed. Very hot looking here. Um, oh, important one as well. Dax Duplicant. That's getting a reprint. That's a powerhouse clone card. Uh, Dragonlord Dramoka is getting reprinted. Yeah. Have is. you seen his alt art? I have not seen his alt art yet. Holy fuck. Okay. Okay. That's actually pretty sick. Uh, listeners that don't know, Dragonlord Dramoka is like Danny's dragon, of one, one of Danny's dragons of choice. It goes in his Rift deck. Because it stops Matt on my turn. It does. It's a really fucking good card. And that art is actually really fucking sick in the borderless version. Because I usually play a Chrome art, Avison, right after I get them out. But the card that the few cards that I've been looking for, are which are fairly cheap. Oh, Zer the Enchanter is getting a reprint. Again, in its promo version. Yep. Nicobolus God Pharaoh is getting reprinted. Yes. Uh, Bear says they have. Uh, he has one in in Korean, maybe. Mm. But yeah, yeah. This is unfortunate again with the sheer fact that it's. Oh, Zer the Enchanter Commander Legends original Commander Legends. It was printed in the etched foil like this. Yep. This printing. So I guess maybe it's not. It's not technically a promo. It still hurts. It does. But one of the a couple of the different ones that I've wanted to build Commander decks for. Same colors is uh, Gav. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Guru of Spores, or Teneb the Harvester. Kind of leaning towards Teneb just for the fact that it's uh, two and whatever color abilities. Yep, it's one of the the dra- commander dragons of of old. Mm-hmm. Falls in the Rith category for you there. Yep, where you can just pay multiple times. So I was thinking about that. Uh, with those abilities, can you, as long as you deal damage, uh, you can activate that as many times as you want during your turn after combat, right? Uh, you choose the target when the ability is put onto the stack, and you choose whether to pay when it resolves. So it only happens once. Okay. Though, if you have double strike, it would get put on the stack twice. So if you have the six additional mana, you could do it twice then. Because each one is an individual... Uh, individual ability on the stack on hit. 
Okay, so you can't pay it multiple times if you had the mana. Correct. Barra is saying that Gave is a fun deck. Yeah, I have I have a uh, brainchild for him on our Moxfield. Actually, I don't I think put, I've seen this one. Then did I'm you just recently sure, put no, it? No, I've it's been up there for I thought I had it for a while. Oh, is that on your Moxfield or is it on? No, the it's on ours. Okay, I'll have to look at it then. Thought I thought I had it there. It's very possible, and I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, a couple more notable cards: Lord of Extinction. Master Biomancer, the Mimeoplasms, getting a reprint here. Mizix, the Igmegus. Azuri Claw of Progress is getting printed here as well. Uh, moving to the artifacts, some of the important ones here. We got Manavolt and Phyrexian Altar getting reprinted. Uh, Phyrexian Altar is super important because that one was jumping up to 50 bucks of a card. Original printing of Evasion is was closing in on 100 So this can move it down and the borderless printing of it looks very intense like sick is an understatement intense is very accurate no i have i have a brainchild for gov and taneb my taneb was the extreme budget deck okay it's sitting under 17 dollars. holy shit but no my i have a gov deck that's just under a thousand dollars I will take a t- I'll take a peek at it. I like looking at your decks. Danny comes up with some fucking solid ideas for his deck brewing. It's complete jank, most of them. But yeah, but yeah, so the, actually, Gav is thirty two dollars and twenty four cents. It must have went up since I named it. But anyways, what were we saying? Uh, next is Sensei's Divining Top getting a reprint, which is super big. Mm-hmm. That one was closing in around fifty dollars, and it has the old art for it, not the Ultimate Masters art. Uh, yes, Thrumming Stone getting reprint. We have we have Bear saying in the chat, Thrumming Stone is getting a reprint. This one is its only reprint. Oh, it, it got a list printing, but originally printed in Cold Snap and a list. It's now having its double printing, uh, double masters printing. And uh, Thrumming Stone was, again, also closing in around $50 of a card. Uh, Vidalcan Ori is getting reprinted in here. Cavern of Souls moving to the lands is getting reprinted. We got all the bounce lands in here, and all the bounce lands are having their own uh, borderless versions of them. Did you see some of these? Yeah, I was just looking through them. They're very, they're very cool, and I like the fact that you know there's going to be borderless versions of the bounce lands. I love having the bounce lands in my uh, the the crew lands in my commander decks. So, what do you think of this new land that they just introduced at a at a very weird rarity? So. Uh, this was brought up on the live stream last week, and the card that we're talking about here real quick is Cryptic Spires. At the land, as you create your deck, circle two of the colors below. Cryptic Spires enters the battlefield tapped, and it has tap add one mana of either of the circled colors. Uh, one of the main reasons, so this is like the only brand new, non for, or very first time getting printed card mm-hmm. in the set. Like other than that, the rest of Double Masters is going to be reprints, and this is the first and only uh, original card. card. Yes, and according to the uh, according to Blake when he was talking with, oh God, I can't. I'm so bad at remembering who Blake was talking to on some of his episodes. But on the last week weekly MTG episode, he was talking with one of the the designers. Of the uh, of Double Masters 2022, and their reason for making Cryptic Spires was for the draft environment and how you can uh, the, the draft environment is going to be based on all three color archetypes ranging from Grixis, Abzan, Sultai, etc. 
all the combinations in there. Like you're able to draft three colors in Double Masters 2022. And they want be able and they want magic players to be able to get access and not get screwed over by not getting access to the lands that they need. And so that's where a choice card like Cryptic Spires comes in. You can draft it later in the set if you're like pack one blue, pack two red. Uh, then pack three, you just pick up some Cryptic Spires and you can circle blue and red on them and mm-hmm. be able to have the appropriate mana fixing. It's it's Cryptic Spires there for draft. It can't really be used in any other formats aside from draft or cube. Uh, for the drafting purposes. It is interesting to see them using this kind of technology, though, where you're drafting and you mark a card. Um, you know, we got the copy cards and stuff like that that you could do that with already, but, like, actual non-token game pieces that you're supposed to mark. Like, that typically has fallen under, like, infinity territories, where or the unsets, where right. you, you mark cards, do something physically to alter the cards, to be able to do an effect and stuff on there, but this is now actually in a set. But yeah, that's kind of like covering over all the cards here. Uh, here we are, chilling probably at a really long time, so should we just quickly run through... Yes, the MTG socks. Yeah, MTG sucks. We'll save the extra bit of news that I had, like the the picks and stuff for next week. Uh, we'll do a better job <laughs> at staying on time. Well, our the reason it's taking so long is for the fact that it's uh we had some drunken German time earlier today. Well, yeah, it's inc- taken away half an hour here. It's an hour forty five still. So well, yeah. So. MTG, uh, our contract currency section, we read an amazing article off of mtgstocks.com that has that goes over three or five cards that are moving up in price and three or five cards that are moving down in price. It's a really useful resource, and they post the article on Friday. We record on Monday. If there's any price differences between then and now, we will let you know. First up, we have Mystic Speculation. Blue, Sorcery, Buyback 2. You may pay an additional 2 as you cast this spell. If you do, put the card back into your hand as it resolves, and it allows you to scry 3. This card, as of Friday, jumped up 180% as of... and was... It was eight dollars sixty one cents, but as of today, you can uh, mark a price of around five twenty two. Average price seven forty eight. Foils going for twenty thirty nine, and an European average of eighty five cents. This has only been printed in Future Sight, so this is the only printing that you can get it. And mystical mystic speculation is getting just shoehorned into the Elminster Minster Elminster Elminster Elminster. From uh, Commander Legends Battle for Boulder's Gate, which is white, blue, three, legendary, planeswalker, Elminster. It comes to the battlefield with five loyalty, loyalty. Whenever you scry your next instant or sorcery spell, you cast this turn costs X less, to, X less to cast, where X is the number of cards looked at while scrying this way. It has a plus two of draw card, then scry two. And neg three, exile the top card of your library. Create a number of one one blue fairy dragon creature tokens with flying equal to that card's mana value. And Elminster can be used as your commander. So because of that, you got Azorius mages that are wanting to make this deck. And it's popping up in popularity. So scrying cards like Mystic Speculation is a three mana scry three. And then it just reduces your next instant or sorcery by three. And people are liking that. So that's moving up in price. Next up, we have Zerillin of the Claw. This is a reserveless card for Mirage. It is 
Red Red 3, Legendary Creature, Viashino Shaman 3-4. You pay Red Red 1, tap, search your library for a dragon permanent card, and put that onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. That dragon gains haste till end of turn, exile it at the beginning of the next end step. So only printed in Mirage and being on the reserve list, this card is not going to get reprinted. It's going to get harder to come across. It jumped up 70% as of Friday and was at $33.92. Today, Monday, it is at a market price of $26.85. Average price, $40. So people are still trying to push it up. European average of around 13 euros. So uh, Zerillion is, as you would imagine, a dragon commander card it sneak attacks a dragon from your battle it's not sneak attacks because you get to tutor up from your library a dragon into play now having sacrifice effects you're able to sack the dragon so you don't have to exile it so you can you know have it in the graveyard be able to reanimate it later and stuff or instances like that so and because of commander legends batter for boulders gate dragons have jumped up in everyone's uh popularity recently so that's moving up because dragons next up we have rashada scalebane this is also a reserve list card originally printed in mirage it is white white three for a legendary creature human soldier three four tap destroy target attacking or blocking dragon it can't be regenerated you gain life equal to its power as of friday rashin rush rashada jumped up 53% and was at $8.99. Today, Monday, market price of $5.89, average price of 9.12, European average of 3 euros and 36 cents. Now, this kind of just pairs with the dragons moving up in price and attacking or blocking can like you can like specifically target an opponent with that. Like if if you dragons are common, you can put this in a, any white deck and just I don't know almost always expect to like hit a dragon maybe at some point but you can also use it in your own dragon deck in an instance with zerillion where you tutor a dragon out into the battlefield you attack you do its thing you can sack it and then you don't have to worry about exiling so when dragons move up rashinda rashin rashin rashida rashida moves up and yeah dragon synergies danny want to give us the cheap pickups Sure, I can. Um, so first up, we have everyone's favorite black mana producing card, Urborg Tomb of Yagmoth, sitting at thirty four dollars and ninety nine cents, and it's moving up. So if you don't have one, buy it before it goes way too far. Matt, what's it currently sitting at? Oh, currently sitting at, uh, so yeah. Uh, $34, but you can get market price for 33 foils 47 average 34 European average, 21 euros. So, like I said, it's moving up. Next up, we have um, Ophiomancer. Ophiomancer. Ophiomancer, setting at 792, slowly trading down. Um, so, she, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control no snakes, create a one black snake creature token with death touch. Uh, and lastly, we go to the Shrine of All Shrines, go Shinti, or Shinte of Life's Origin, sitting at $8.50. This is the Urborg uh, Commander Shrine. Um, it's three in green Urborg, tap, turn target enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So, yeah, if you can want a Shrine EDH deck, this is the one to go with. So, Goshinta, 
to those have that have been listening for a while when Kamigawa came out, we were talking about how enchantment cards were just running the market for mm-hmm. a long time. And here we are, a card that originally was pre-selling for around 50 bucks, It's now at $6.52. Yup, because it's just Commander. Yes. Anything Urborg is not going to be played in Modern or uh, Pioneer or Standard for very long. Yeah, Goshinta, cool card. Commander decks love it. Enchantment decks love it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that. Uh, we'll quickly mention, check out our amazing friends over at TCG Sniper. They're an amazing price tracking website that you can enter cards in, track the price, and get notified when they move up or down. And you can select products, not just magic cards as well. It's really good. Check them out. Let them know that we sent you. You get three months free of their plus uh, membership. Yep. Okay. Well, we don't got anything for a thoughtcast. We're closing in on the appropriate amount of time that uh, the podcast typically I aim for and stuff <laughs> so with that thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 143 of this week in mtg big thank you to our patreons for supporting this content and thinking that this is actually worth supporting monetarily big thank you we greatly appreciate it also big thank you to jw sports cars and gaming who we greatly appreciate for supporting us and who is going to be hosting our uh, this summer an MTG event for Magic Kids. So if you're in the FM area around July 9th, make sure to check it out. We're all going to be down there. Dan, you going to be down there? Where? J-Dubs, July 9th? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will be skipping the Polk County Fair. There we go. Oh, shit. No, this is... Uh, I don't have my oldest daughter, so... And my youngest is almost too young to go to the fair to actually enjoy it, so... Very fair. And with the heat that we are having this week... Not gonna bring out a baby. Not gonna shit. bring out that little one in any kind of heat like that again. Fuck no. Like ninety some degrees at or eighty nine degrees at midnight is uh, not cool. That is what we call in uh, the Midwest here ridiculous. We'll see you guys next week. No. Oh, um. And yeah, check out J Dubs. Go check them out. It's now. Do you got anything else you want to add? No. I just said see you next week. Perfect. I'm I'm, I'm clocked out. We're clocked out. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! With the flashy, flashy shines that nerd pimp ass nerds like me. Fuck you, Matt. (laughs) Oh, God. Fucking hate you, Matt. Flock these. Fuck this. (laughs) Flock these. uh, Wonder loafies. Tell us how you really feel, Gert. (laughs) Vuk (laughs) these. <laughs> I feel like I'm not that far off on this one at least. I got it.
<laughs> I feel like I'm not that far off. No, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Folk dis. We're we're literally not gonna have an episode tonight because of this. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be so drunk and we're gonna pee ourselves laughing because we're so drunk. <laughs>